Welcome to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. Join Dr. Allison House of House Dental in Scottsdale and Sean Zayas, founder of Zana, a company helping dentists extend their care beyond the chair as they lead dentists deeper along the journey of authenticity to reach greater fulfillment in their professional lives and to deliver remarkable patient experiences. At the core of the authentic dentist is a belief that the answer to the current challenges in dentistry is dentists discovering that their greatest asset and point of differentiation is their personal brand and that forming that brand out of their authentic selves is the best strategy for success in dentistry today. So this podcast is brought to you by Zana, and Zana makes electric toothbrushes, but it's more than that. They have a program that'll grow your practice with their electric toothbrushes. Hey guys, this is Sean and Dr. Allison House with the Authentic Dentist Podcast. Woo! There's a lot of excitement there. Uh, today, we're going to talk about business coaches and why, I don't know why it took me so long to realize how how amazing they are. So if you don't have one, um, maybe after listening to this podcast, you're going to want to get one. Um, but either way, we just want to share why... We believe they're great and a little bit about how they've been great uh, for both Dr. House and I. So you've been having a business coach a lot longer than me. So what, where did that start with you? And I'm sure some of it comes back to your dad, who was like the coach of all coaches. And, you know, I understood what a weightlifting coach was and what a track coach was. But a business coach seemed really strange. And, of course, my parents had never had a business coach that wasn't a thing back then. But my mom struggled with her business for a long time, made a lot of expensive mistakes. And a business coach kind of helps you think about things so you don't make so many mistakes. So I would say the first business coach I had was in 2004. But to back up, so you're saying because of physical performance, it made sense, technique, strength gains, this is why you would have a coach. But in terms of business, it's not just the physical. So where's the connection between needing a coach in business? Is that kind of? Well, just like most dentists, um, my undergrad is in math and science. And then I went to dental school. I have not had a single business class all of my education. Not one, not an accounting class, nothing. And then I started a business from scratch. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't know what I was doing. But you think because you're a smart person, you'll be able to figure it out. And some of it I was able to figure out. And some of it I just I had no clue. I'd worked in some practices that weren't run well. So I didn't really know what a well-oiled dental office looked like. And then there's the, the relational piece. You know, how do you relate to people? It wasn't something I was great at. Again, that wasn't something we were focused on in dental school. We probably should have, but we didn't. And so I had to learn that. And then growing those pieces meant that I was able to relate to my children and my husband. So... Yeah, having a coach makes a big difference. It's so funny that you just said, we probably should have learned that. From what I know now about business, like almost like 80% of why humans do what they do is because of human reasons, like, like connections we have with either people or a brand. And it's, it's how humanized it is that allows us to connect to it. So our ability to relate 
well, whether it's to our team or to our patients, is so vital. And of course, you have to do great dentistry. So yes, in school, they need to teach you great dentistry. But it would be great if they also told you, you know, how you, um, how you relate to people and how you handle people is going to be probably the single gra- greatest predictor of not just your success, but probably happiness in dentistry. Oh, and your success. Um, there was a time when you could just do great dentistry and everything would be fine. That time is way past. You have got to be able to talk to people. So you stumbled into a coach because a peer of yours was like, hey, Allison, this is just what people do. Or did you just find it out of necessity? Oh, how funny. When I think about it, there was a periodontist who was much older than me. And we met um, because I had referred a couple patients for implants back in 2004. And I really didn't like him at all. And he said, you're struggling. I said, well... Yeah, I mean, I, I have a two-year-old practice. There's been lots of challenges. And he says, I'm going to give you this coach. I said, you're what? <laughs> I said, I've been working with this coach for like 15 years. I'm going to give you this coach. She's going to come in and do a consult. I'll pay for the first couple of sessions. I mean, what a, an amazing gift. I mean, he was, he's long since retired, but I'm so grateful to him. I should write him a letter. I was going to say, talk about feeling like honored. Yeah, uh, I don't know why he did that for me. There's someone in my life that has absolutely blessed me and helped me get to where I'm at. Let me share them with you. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> it was, and it was unbelievably painful. So the, the business coach comes in, and she's like, oh, my gosh, you're making a huge mess. Just a huge mess. And it was true. I had no systems. I didn't, I didn't have any idea how to run a business. And so that was a painful year where she came in and taught me lots and lots of systems just how to run this practice. And then all of a sudden things got better. So how far in were you again at this point? Honestly, it's about 18 months in. Okay. So uh, far enough in that it's not like the cement had dried completely. You're not like five, seven years in where all you have all these bad habits. Um, but you're far enough in to realize that you're in over your head with the thing. Now, so how much of what she was saying to you was something you were aware of, but knew you didn't have an answer for versus like, this isn't even on my grid. I didn't, I didn't realize I was doing a bad job. It wasn't even on my grid. I had no idea. Because the offices that I'd worked in before were corporate offices. And they, they just had an unlimited number of patients just all the time. There wasn't any relationship between the doctor and the patients. And what I'd grown up with, I mean, part of my time had been spent at the school because my dad was the dean of the School of Health Professions. So I had the students that cleaned my teeth. So I had never really seen a functioning dental office work. It was an important thing. Wow. I'm just, I'm just thinking like, talk about, talk about a shock going from something corporate where there's processes, you know, you work within a machine that is already well oiled. And now all of a sudden having your own and thinking that the machine just shows up or somehow is built or I don't know, somehow it just happens, right? Like this is what everybody does. And yet it's, it's not a very intuitive you know, process of just like getting a company up and running organizationally efficient. Like that's not just something that happens. And I didn't buy an existing practice. I started from scratch, which means I had to start all my own systems. Wow. Yeah. And then that's what I'm saying. Like talk about the courage required for a dentist to do that. Now today, not as many dentists are doing that because from what I've heard, um, school debt is higher than ever. And there's just more options for them to start working first in it. And now I know you did also do a little bit of work, but it's actually harder for someone 
um, nowadays right to even take that leap? I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um, I think a lot of dentists are afraid to do that because they're more aware. I was not aware of all the things I didn't know. But the internet, we had the internet, but we didn't have the vast amount of information. There wasn't, there wasn't all the information that told me how badly this could go. I just assumed it would be fine. So putting that in today, would you have been more hesitant because the reality would have scared you? Or it kind of made you feel like you're not prepared yet? Because you seem like a person that likes being prepared. I do like to be prepared. You know, I just can't say. Um, I'm, I'm not a millennial. I'm a Gen X. And so my personality is still very Gen X with a, you know, I moved out at 17. You know, I just have this personality that I'm just going to do things even if I don't know how. And, and I know that's, that's a different personality than like my kids. So in my experience with my business coach, right now it's been more foundational of like alignment with um, values and what is it that I want in life before it gets down to the, the specifics of how that shows up in my, my day-to-day week or in, in the way that I manage or run the business. Um, did you have any you know, like things that you had to do or assignments um, where it wasn't just the business side of dentistry um, where the coaching was more about you as a leader and developing that? You know, I've had a lot of coaches over the years. Um, There's only been a short period of time when I didn't have a coach and they've met different needs. So that first coach I desperately needed just for the business, for systems to put some things in place. My current coach is much more about how do you spend your time? How do you, what do you want to be in 10 years? How do you organize so that you're moving towards a goal? How do you set the goal? I mean, that's a little more, um, I don't know, it's a little more thinking about things in the future, not necessarily what am I going to do today? Well, so that, yeah, that's very similar to what I'm going through right now. Um, one of the exercises that I just had to do was um, I had to write my own obituary. Um, which is really, so that's strange in itself, but what's even stranger is, uh, my coach and I, um, there's been a few situations where we were talking and there was, um, another friend present and the conversation went something like, Oh, um, I sent you my obituary. Did you get to check it out yet? And the, the friend's like, am, am I missing something here? <laughs> like it, just the awkwardness of like, why would you be sending someone else your obituary when you're alive? Like, so it, it seems ah, odd. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then I asked my brother and sister, um, Hey, you know, could, could you guys, I have this strange assignment where I need to create my own obituary. Um, I would love to quote you in it where you could just provide a quote or two about something about my life. Um, and instead to my surprise, they actually just wrote me full on, you know, obituaries that they would have delivered, which was really uh, a gift. Um, it's crazy to think you get to hear now while you're alive what someone would say about you when you're gone. Um, so that was, that was really special. Have you ever done a practice like that or some exercise like that? I have. Um, it's been a while, but I did do that. And it was it was interesting because I know it gave me a lot of insight on who I want to be because the obituary was was describing who I was. So this is who I wanted to be. But it's wonderful to have other people give you some perspective on who you are today. Because I feel like that's something I don't get very often in a, in a real sense. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that was really helpful. And that's, again, that's like the high level legacy reverse engineer. And then it, it lands on the, we did a 10 year, um, you know, goals and where you want to be. And then you break that down and into five years Well, not break it down, but I guess go forward or backwards. I don't know which direction. <laughs> and then, um, you eventually arrive at a one year plan and that's where you kind of get a little overwhelmed because it's like 10 years, the 10 year plan is supposed to be ambitious, right? It's supposed to be a stretch. So then when you try to break it into a five year, you're like, Oh, what, what part, how far along do I have to be on some of these? And then you break it into a year and you're like, Oh my God, <laughs> I probably shouldn't be spending my time this way. And I think, I think to me, that's where um, one of the biggest eye opening kind of lessons is, um, you know, as we were talking about before, if there's one resource that's we all have, it's like the great equalizer, it, it's time. Um, you know, we, we can all invest different money, you know, depending on where we're at financially. Um, energy, we, don't all have the same energy depending upon our health. Some of us are just, you know, I, my dad, he has a friend that literally like she's awake for like 18 to 19 hours a day and she has to be doing something the entire time. She only sleeps like four or five hours and she goes from like teaching a yoga class to painting to, and it just seems like endless energy. And I'm like, how do you like, give me a pill with that. <laughs> um, but back to what I was saying, it's just about time. So how, what, what savings of time do you think you've learned? Um, because you've now been getting a coach for what, over 20 years you've been getting coaching in, in some respect. Um, yeah, probably 15 years. So what do you, where do you think you'd be or wouldn't you be if you hadn't ever gotten coaching, you know, 15 years ago? I mean, I certainly wouldn't be where I am today there because I, I just didn't have the ability to bring myself here. Um, it also allowed me to think bigger than what I, what was possible was bigger than what I had initially thought at 28 years old. So I don't know. That's been, it's been really good. And the coaches are, some of it's just accountability. Like I have a personal trainer that comes once a week and, and I say that we have an abusive relationship because he makes me do things. <laughs> I don't want to do this, but you pay me to make you do this because there's an accountability of when I show up, I've done the other exercises I'm supposed to on the days I was supposed to. So that accountability is really helpful, and, and I have to have it. I'm not the sort of person that be self-motivated in some ways. That is such an interesting topic, um, the topic of accountability. Um, for me, just because of the way I'm wired socially, if I could do something alone or do something together with someone else, I, I would rather just share the moment, share the adventure. <laughs> I, I don't want to climb the mountain by myself. Not that I couldn't. It's just like... I think I'm very social that I like that, that aspect of togetherness. And there's something about accountability where, you know, I think whether it's a close friend or whether it's a professional, um, not like just a mentor, but someone that's in a similar place as you that's wanting, like, is it just the coach that provides you accountability or do you also have like social circles where it's like, Hey, we're all striving for this. So we kind of check in to make sure people are staying true to that. I have all kinds of ways to make myself accountable. Because I, I think I might just be a lazy person. I would love to just sit in front of the TV and do nothing. But I have a personal trainer that's there that's expecting me to be there. And then I have somebody that I meet at spin class because she's expecting me okay, to be there. You just dropped a bomb. <laughs> I've never thought of you in the slightest way as lazy. So unpack this for me. I have big goals. And I always have big dreams. 
But um, making yourself do something you don't want to do on a regular basis is very difficult. Most of us, and especially after what we've been through the last two years, we just want to do the bare minimum, just get through every day. So to force yourself to take the extra step requires somebody to motivate me and then somebody to hold me accountable. And hold me accountable in a, in a pleasant way. I mean, my trainer and I joke a lot. Um, the, the person I meet at spin class, we joke. If she's not there, I'm like, where are you? <laughs> but it, it keeps me accountable and moving where I want to go. I don't, I don't know if it's possible for, for everyone to do to just motivate themselves. I don't know. I, I think this is probably my favorite part of this conversation right now because um, it's just so so honest. Like I view you and I know it's true that you are uncommonly um, ambitious, but also you already have uncommon achievement. And to acknowledge that like you are almost like grateful and thankful for the connections and the other people that help in that story because you you know, it's almost like you're acknowledging like, yeah, like I, I, I'm the same way in the sense of like the least resistance is very easy. Um, it's easy at the end of the day when I'm exhausted and maybe a little stressed out to just open the freezer and grab a pint of Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> and well, we talked about this when during the pandemic, it was just the chocolate. The chocolate helped a lot. But that's not a good daily practice. Right. Like, like, like long term, it's not going to get me where I want to go because I have health goals. I have energy goals. I have relationship goals. And all of that requires me being healthy, uh, having energy and being at my best. Um, but I just really appreciate you sharing that because I don't know, like, the, like kind of what we talk about in dentistry of sometimes it's like this, this ego of like, I'm crushing it. Like my best life now, like get out of my way. Like, aren't you crushing it too? And just to be able to say like, yeah, I have ambitions. I'm doing great, but I, at my default or I still have this, um, this thing that's in play that if I'm not aware of, I can, I can be lazy and I can take too much time off. And, um, just to acknowledge that, I think that's why you have such wisdom because that, you, you can't address something that you're not acknowledging. I'm going to say that everybody that's crushing it has someone else that's helping them. Nobody can do it alone. I don't know if it's the, the man behind me, or, but I, I think it's a, a village of people that help me, and I try and help them too. But I don't think anybody who's crushing it can do it all by themselves. Elon Musk is not doing this by himself. He probably has a whole group of people that are keeping him accountable, keeping him motivated, keeping him interested in whatever it is he's doing. It, it has to be. You know, it's interesting you say that. Um, not to get all like weird, but just the idea of like um, energy. And I don't, again, I don't mean it in a weird way, but almost like I feel like in my network, there's a certain energy to the people that I spend time with. And most of the time when I connect with them, I leave more inspired. And I strategically set up I don't want to take too much credit, actually. Forget that. Forget the credit. I'm thankful that I have a network of people that inspire me and that I feel this energy from of, of, of like, I know they're trying to slay their giants. I know they're trying to go after their dreams. I know they're trying to live dedicated and disciplined. And we have real conversations that help get me back up when I become a little undisciplined, you know? Um, but yeah, I think that is so true that is so profoundly true and i think that's why gratefulness is so good because we're not alone you know we have 
Yeah, we have that in our life. Man, sorry, you just got me super reflective right now. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. I, yeah, I think that you need a coach. You need someone that's going to keep you accountable. And not just accountable, but motivated. And if you aren't that person, you can't be in that circle and get that. And so you can't receive or give. So you have to, you have to keep moving. And I think a coach, just like a weightlifting coach, is the only way to move you forward. Maybe not the same coach all the time, but you, using a coach to move you forward is just critical. Thank you for listening to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. To join Allison and Sean on this journey, hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Here's to your success. Express yourself fully. Live authentic. Thank you.